Hi to everyone in my Cullen. Really enjoying the show. Best wishes to Wylands. Uh, brings back great memories of my Cullen. Uh, walking the Wood Road to school in the early 70s. Two shops, Kynes and Regans. And the post office from Mary Farragher. That is originally Bowen from Cluniff. And... Um, I want to also, oh yeah, Galway Fest is on this weekend. You might remember uh, this day, six or eight weeks ago, we were in Johishka and Kate Morley joined us following the death of her husband, Mark, in a tragic accident in on Spid Jail. She and her father-in-law joined us and our thoughts are with Kate and uh, Mark's parents as well today. Mm-hmm. It can't be easy on them. And at the time, she said that Galway Fest, um, she was going to be collecting money at Galway Fest. And Galway Fest is a kayaking festival uh, which is taking place in the city this weekend. But Galway Fest is on this weekend and Kate Morley, Mark's wife, will be out collecting for the RLLI at the bridge near Jewry's on Saturday and Sunday. And she was wondering, would you give it a plug? She's conscious people don't carry cash anymore. So I thought if you give it a plug, they might drop down. So if you're in and around town this coming weekend, bring a few um, euro with you. And Kate Morley will be there with her two children uh, close to the bridge there at Jewry's Saturday and Sunday. I have two guests joining me in studio. Shane Curran uh, joins me and uh, Michael Hegarty. I'm going to go to you first, so Shane, today. Um, you are uh, a very talented athlete, so you are. Congratulations. Uh, you're also going to college in Palestine. I don't know how you do the whole thing. But we spoke uh, to you and about you in November when you got a medal for the discus. Um, that's not too long ago. That's right, Keith, yeah. Um, discus in the World Paralympics Games. I was in Portugal with a distance of... 20 metres um, and 5 centimetres got a bronze medal for that Good on you yeah. Do you put a huge amount of work into training? Yeah, training is tough um, trying to fit in training sessions with the Irish Wheelchair Association and um, trying to travel around the country to train sessions is tough um, trying to get them in Galway especially but yeah yeah, um, I didn't say you were in a wheelchair, but you you said it now. How long yeah. you're in a wheelchair since since birth? Since yeah, birth, yeah. With um, spine bifida. Um, so yeah. But you're a positive young man. Yeah. And you're studying in Palaskendry County Limerick. I am. Yeah, agricultural engineering. Good on you. Yeah. Huge interest in that. So. So yeah. I mean, you've you've a great future ahead of you. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. again, the wheelchair has not held you back. No, never stopped me. No. I saw you years ago playing. Basketball, I don't know where it was. basketball, yeah. Wheelchair basketball, I saw you, yeah. Yeah, I'm quite active, a lot of wheelchair sports. I was kind of wondering how you didn't lose your fingers, <laughs> because you do come together fairly oh, fast. Yeah, it's fairly intense with the crashing and, yeah. But that's all part of it, so it is. Yeah, it's all part of the fun. <laughs> yeah, and talk to me then about, so when you finish in Palaskenry then, you're hoping then to go on and, and continue in the engineering side with agriculture. Yeah, yeah um... I'm actually working at the minute in uh, McHale's for work placement, or McHale Engineering Ballinrobe. They're so a wonderful family. They are. I'm sorry now, I shouldn't think about one family in life, <laughs> uh, but they're so a lovely family. I have to give a shout out to them, I'm doing work placement with them at the minute. So Good on you. Yeah. They really are one of the great successes of the West of Ireland. Yeah. yeah. And you're part of that as work yeah. experience. Work experience, yeah, great to be there. So uh, when will you be managing director? <laughs> I don't know about that now. But you'd, you'd, you'd like to stay with them, would you, from there? Then? Yeah, it would indeed, yeah. It's great to be there. Yeah, and well done um, to you. Yeah. But you have, a great, you have a great outlook on life, so yeah. Yeah, um, I'm very invested in all my sports, and I do more than just the paralytics, but that would be my main one. Um, I also do wheelchair basketball, like you said. I do um, wheelchair hurling. I've, I've tried nearly everything. Hang on a second now. Wheelchair hurling. Wheelchair hurling for Connacht, Okay, yeah. can we get Sean Walsh on the line to do a commentary quickly, please, <laughs> if you don't mind? How would wheelchair hurling work? Uh, <laughs> you could beat the dim and daylights out of each other. Yeah, it's fairly complicated, all right. Um, 
you have to push with your two hands, I suppose, and then you also hold the hurl. So yeah, yeah, and yeah. John Morley was just out talking to our next guest. Do you realise that this young man sitting opposite me here today, uh, Shane Curran, uh, does wheelchair hurling? Do you know that? Yeah. Wheelchair? Do you ever see wheelchair hurling? I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I do a lot of it, I think, in the centre, uh, Connacht Centre of Excellence. And yeah, stuff like that. yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Is, that you, yeah. is that where you do it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you might so. give us a demonstration before you go today. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, we'll put him against you, so we'll, no so we'll tie his two hands behind his back. We'll throw the schlitter in, you can have the hurling. You can, do, you can there, do what you want. There isn't much hurling in me, and there's not much wheelchair hurling either. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well done, though, Shane. I mean, you're, you're not... You live in Clunif, so obviously yeah. your family are very important to you and very good to you, and I've been with you since day dot, of course. Uh, but you haven't let the disability that you're living with, you haven't let that take you over. No, never. Good on you, yeah. and keep it up. Yeah, I intend for it not to get me down any, anyhow and keep up with the sport, so, yeah. And do you drive in that? I do, I drive, yeah. Only since last year, so, yeah. And uh, the road rocks in my column doesn't challenge you, no? <laughs> no, no. we're at the right side of it, thankfully. Didn't you? And, do you, and you drive from here up to Ballon Road, yeah. then, do you, every day? Yeah, and college soon now when that starts back after placement, so. And do you stay in and around Palace Kenry? Yeah, stay in, in the college and their facility, so. Yeah. Get away. Yeah. I haven't been there, I'd say, in about 40 years. My, bro <laughs> my brother was there in 19, before 1980, yeah. 79. My it's brother Colin uh, trained there. Yeah. And went on then to a great life in agricultural yeah. science, yeah. Great facility. They really are. Salesian Brothers, isn't Yeah, Salesian Brothers, yeah. Your brain isn't gone yet, so stay with me if you don't mind, Shane. <laughs> Another great friend I haven't seen in a long number of years, a man called Michael Hegarty. I would have known him in the financial circuit, and we would have mixed, indeed, uh, down through the last, God, 40 years, I'd say. Michael, morning to you. Good morning, please. And I'll put you in a little bit there, if you don't yep. mind. Um, you've gone away for a long number of years from the whole financial side of things, and you're right, and right to do so. And you've been doing psychotherapy for how many years? Yeah, for the last 12 years, Keith. 12 years. Yeah. And how did you get into psychotherapy, can I ask you? Uh, well, very simple. I never never intended it. Um, my marriage broke up in 2008. And following that, I, I needed therapy myself. Yeah. So I started into therapy. And uh, then uh, I, was, I was living in town, uh, in Bohermore. And my son, David suggested I take up a course in philosophy in the Ardalon Hotel. And arising out of that, I start doing night, night classes in psychotherapy and CBT. And that led on to, you know, doing a diploma in psychotherapy in, in Trocht in Canberra. And I started practicing in 2012. When David suggested psychotherapy in the order, and I thought I thought he was talking about a night out, but no, he was actually that's where the course was done, was that, it? That was yeah. yeah. That was. And and you stayed at that, and uh, and you met a new partner, so you did. Yeah. And um, Brenda Brennan. Yeah, I met Brenda in twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Yeah. And I met you out a few times, the two of you. Yeah. You were happy people. Oh yeah, and wonderful time. In December yeah. 2020, though, you needed all the skills that you had as a psychotherapist. I did. I did, yeah. Yeah, 2012. Um, you met. In December. 2020. Uh, in, in December 2020, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had uh, been called in my, by my GP and uh, it discovered I had some level of prostate cancer. And uh, on the 16th of December... Uh, I was going to the consultant in, in the bonds and Brenda went with me and I was told it was uh, terminal cancer. 
and uh, we came out into the car park and we sat into the car and Brenda told me that uh, two days earlier she had got a terminal diagnosis as well. The two of you? Yeah, which she had held back because she didn't want me worried. Within two days? Yeah. And did you go on the journey together then? We went on the journey together, but the strange thing about it was I I went into remission almost immediately and then Brenda's journey was um, a huge struggle, Mm. you know. Um, And you lost her in? Last August, the 18th of August last. Wow. Yeah. She died very suddenly in the end, but yeah, but she had like twelve months of you know A and E and ambulances yeah. and every kind of ailment. You know, very very tough going. Cancer is cruel. Yeah, cancer is cruel, and for the two of you to get that. Yeah, for the two of you to get that in the same month, within was, two days of one another. Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine said it was it was like winning the the. The Euro Lotto and, and the Irish Lotto in reverse. Yeah, you know, in the same week. Yeah. Now you've always been a very positive person. Mm. Are you mm. finding it difficult to keep that positivity? No, 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 no. The, the night before last, I was in Dublin giving a talk to 113 new therapists uh, on my life and my book. <coughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Once I was diagnosed, I decided I was going to write a book. Um, uh, think in terms of leaving a legacy to to you know the psychotherapy profession. Um, so um, that took about eighteen months, and then I knew that Brenda was going downhill, and I wanted to get it published before she died. So uh, I had the launch on the sixteenth of June last, and Brenda attended, and uh, with great effort, mm. she she was there, you know, and. Uh, she died two months later. We launched it in, in Lanergan's in Salt Hill and there was a huge crowd and hugely successful. So every day you get up? You try, oh. you try and get on with Yeah, yeah, life. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm working, but I, I also paint, you know, my painting on the cover. What is it? And I write. Yeah. So I'm writing my memoirs at the moment. Oh, good Lord, I hope I don't feature... <laughs> There's a couple of fellas out on Oran Moor now and Castlegar, the likes of Reggie Leonard and Jerry Rabbit. They, they should really be in that memoir. Oh, yeah, I was, they're yeah. great friends of mine. Yeah, but I yeah. think they should be the headline act. <laughs> now, just be careful of the, the nights upstairs in the, what was the Great Southern Hotel, in, you know, in the old railway bar. Just, you know, just, well, there's well, parts of it there we should leave out. Well, you could write a book about Jerry Rabbit alone. <laughs> well, that's your, that's, your, that's your next job, so it is. So the book that I have here, Gateways to Psychotherapy, then, Practical and Structured Approach uh, to Talk Therapy. So you've been through it. Yeah. Literally, you've been through a breakup of marriage, a loss of a partner, diagnosis of cancer, and two of two of them. So you've been through it. So th- that, this is the practical yeah. aspect yeah, yeah. of psychotherapy then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I wrote it for new therapists or young therapists, but it turns out that, that you know, I, I, I wrote it without, without any psychobabble. So it's readable by everybody. And, you know, it's, 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 on, it's on sale in, in uh, Charlie Burns and, and Kenny's and it's, it's on Amazon Kindle as an e-book. And you dedicated it to Brenda. It's yeah. a lovely photograph of her yeah, yeah. at the front so, cover. So I was able to get the, the first, the first, you know, um, hard copy 
printed by Kenny's oh, and and uh, presented to Brenda. On the night in Lonergan. Yeah. Good honour. Yeah. Well, she's with us uh, today, so she is, and she's she's always with. We have to we have to we have to think she's always there. And um, you brought the tissues, which you know you didn't need them. Thank God for there. So listen, she's with you and keeping you strong today. Uh, Michael, thanks for joining us. So the book is called Gateways to uh, Psychotherapy. Now you did a, an extensive trawl of my relations and other relations uh, down in Cluniff. So we'll do that another day if you don't mind. <laughs> we brought him in on false pretenses, so we did it all together. Uh, Shane, Shane, where is your? When is your next challenge? Um, I suppose Keith, my my next. Um day out will be training sessions and then we're looking at going away to a couple of games in Europe um, so I think there's a check open on so that's probably next on the cards Okay So and, and are you okay for funds now or do you, do you get any funding from the government? Um, no unfortunately but so um, It's from your own bank or the bank of mum yeah, and dad? Literally yeah Yeah. Well done to you Listen keep in contact you're a great guy uh, as is Michael Hegarty and uh, sorry Michael sorry yeah, yeah. I think Keith I, 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 I I left out. It's it's in the Mike Mike Cullen uh, bookstore. N- Niall Quinn has been very very kind to me there. Mm. And good on you. Yeah. You mind yourself. Uh, yeah. You're a good you're a good person. Thanks and you know much. what? You're a good artist as well, sir. That sunflower looks well on Thanks. the front of it uh, from there. You'll have to have an exhibition. I'll see. Well, it's coming up shortly. Where? Done. Hasn't been decided. No. Is it that you're not telling me now? Or it hasn't no, been no, I've been invited, invited to put on one. Yeah. Oh God, Shane. Did, yeah. you, get, did you get any invitations like that, Shane? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Listen, enjoy, check. Thanks for joining us today. Quick commercial break. Twenty-one minutes past ten. And thanks to Michael Hegarty for joining us and Shane Curran. We're back just after these. Good morning. Galway Talks in association with Tesco. Click and collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Hey, very good morning to you. Welcome into today's programme. Uh, thanks to Shane Kern and to all of our guests here. We come to you live from Wildlands uh, here in my Cullen. I'm joined uh, by Aideen uh, Malloy, who joins us from a lovely organisation called Crinu. And um, Aideen, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Keith. Good. Thanks for joining us uh, today. I, I've come across uh, Crinu many's the time where we'd get a call where somebody's not in the best place, but you help an awful lot of people quietly. We do indeed, I suppose, yes. Um, my Cullen has a very strong tradition of... Um, helping people and uh, it's a community that wraps around its own and uh, Michael uh, Crinu was established back in 2004 um, for, to help local people um, in times of need and that's exactly what we do and it's run um, entirely by volunteers. Michael has also has a very strong uh, tradition of volunteerism so 100% of all funds raised go directly to people in need which is um, a real point of pride for us in Crinu. And it's very discreet. It's very discreet. It's highly confidential. So oh. it's it's um, uh, people can get in contact via Facebook, via Twitter, um, or over the phone, and all help is given in a highly confidential manner. And have you noticed um, since the pandemic? Have you noticed a lot of people finding it difficult because fuel has gone up and the, the demands are, have on people's finances have gone up as well? Absolutely. And I suppose just to give you an idea of the kind of um, impact Crinio's had um, over the past year, we helped 81 families in Michael and the surrounding areas. 81? 81, yeah. And I suppose the thing is, there's no typical profile of client for Crinu. Um, you know, it might just be a one-off helping hand that people might need to just get them back on their feet. Or there could be people who are experiencing ongoing financial challenges. Um, as you said there, energy poverty um, and food poverty are very real challenges for people at the moment. And I suppose it's really important to know that Crinu is there to help people um, 
and so, get in touch if you do need that help. So, so forgive me now, but I mean, a lot of people would think, you know, St. Vincent de Paul, um, it's, it's not like St. Vincent de Paul, but the work that you do is to change people's lives and to give them dignity. I'm saying, I'm not saying St. Vincent de Paul do, don't do that at all, they do. Uh, indeed, but th- yeah. this, is, this is a local group in my Colin Crinu that's doing it for the local people. 81 families. 80. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. And I think that's the thing. In Wycullum, we've always had this tradition of helping each other and a really strong sense of, of community. And it's credit to all the local clubs, organisations and the people and the businesses in Wycullum, um, that, And I think everybody in Wycullum is happy to know that an organisation like Crinu exists. Mm. So they know that, you know, any time that they've been asked to put their hand in their pocket, um, people have come back and... Um, I think last year's uh, sleep out at Christmas time raised over 17,000 euros and then that's during a time where people are experiencing um, high co- higher cost of living themselves so uh, w- it's a credit to the community but that's typical of Michael. Where did you do the sleep out? <laughs> we did the sleep out outside um, um, on Ciarnod Newa there outside Super Value so there were 25 of us in total. It's something that was started um, by the late David Cox um, and his, his energy was greatly missed this year I have to say and I'd just like to mention actually uh, Lionel Flanagan and Carl Lippett as well who are um, the main drivers behind our annual sleep out but over the years and ever since um, the very first disco or dance night back in 20, 2004 we've had numerous um, we've run the gamut of activities with Grinu, um from Christmas coffee mornings and Mary O'Toole's to car drives to um, uh, sleep outs to you name it and the Rusty Spokes have been really loyal supporters as well so cycle fundraisers Rusty, and oh, thank, I'm glad the Rusty you, Spokes yes, I'm yeah, glad yeah. you told me they were cyclists I didn't watch yeah. them the, with Rusty Spokes <laughs> well they're long time supporters of ours yeah. and um, uh, it was great to see the cycle back again at Christmas and I suppose that's the thing no matter where be it um, in, individuals quietly um, monthly um, donating to Quinu or organisations and the, the local clubs have all been just it just shows you the, the kind of people power and the generosity of spirit of giving in Moycullen that, um, and we see it all the time in Crinium and we're just privileged to be able to give back to people. Um. See, a, a lot of people um, would say, oh, Moycullen is a very affluent uh, area and the big houses and all of that type of stuff. Um, and there, there are big houses, but there's 81 families that you helped. Well, this is the thing, and I suppose a lot of the poverty in, in areas like Moycullen is hidden poverty. And I think it was established in 2004, which is quite a... Quite a quite a, a time of affluence in, in the whole country, but that's the thing. Mm. At any time, at any stage, it doesn't matter, you could who just you be experiencing... Are. Exactly, it doesn't, doesn't matter who you are, or also some people might just um, fall yeah. on hard times, and it's been wonderful to see quite a number of people come back who have been helped by Crinu in the past, come back to, yeah. to give back help. again and help again when they're back yeah. on their feet, and that's, I suppose says everything again about um, what we do in Crinu. We, yeah, yeah, we do it in a discreet manner, but people are quite happy to come back and talk about it when they're, you know, back to their full of their financial health. Um, you're a native. I, I can't let you go without asking, which Malloy are you now? I'm a Hugh Malloy's daughter. I'm from Ligon. Um, I, um, I better disclose as well, I'm, I have another relative sitting next to me here as well. But um, So yeah, my Colin uh, um, Malloy's are so very how, proud. How are you related people. to Pat Collins? <laughs> Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's a blow-in. I brought him in to. Oh, so it's your partners. Yes, partners in crime. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll ask him about the crime, not yeah. you. <laughs> so well done to you. But uh, thanks indeed for joining us. Stay and with thanks us. for the opportunity. Don't don't, don't go anywhere else. Um, okay. We're coming to you live from uh, Wildlands, the next man I've known for a long number of years, and uh, John Power. He, I would know you from Aerogen fame. 
How are you? Oh, very good, Keith. Yeah, and this is nothing to do with Aerogen, which is a massively successful company. Uh, yeah, thankfully it's it's going well. Um, but I, I think Aerogen are, you know, as, as a local company, and I think we're the biggest indigenous medtech company now in Ireland. Uh, really? Yeah, and uh, so we do take the responsibility, you know, locally as well. We're, we're, the company was uh, set up in the village of my Cullen originally, above a butcher shop, one room so get away yeah yeah so 25 years uh this month actually i would remember talking to you around the time that you started yeah definitely yeah and now i mean i met some of your colleagues in chicago last um whenever it was was it august or october um you, you're all over the world now this stage yeah seven uh, products used in 75 countries around the world now yeah and yet you have time for local projects like greenways and yeah. bypasses and that. So you're very much embedded in the community, even though you're a very busy man with a very big company. Uh, yeah, but, but you know, I, I've lived in my Cullen uh, most of my life. There you go. So I'm, you? My, my, yeah, my parents were up to Arden, Kalanen people. Uh, Powers Pub in up to Arden, that's where my is dad was born. Really? Yeah, is, yeah. is that your heritage? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and both grandmothers uh, were my Cullen women. Get away. So, what were their names? Amelia uh, and Conley. Get away. Yeah, yeah. We could be related. Oh, there you go. My grandmother was Amelia. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, very good. God, I'm, I'm delighted to be related <laughs> to a rich man. Yeah. Oh, then. <laughs> would, would, would you mind going on to the DNA site there and find out? <laughs> Just get a swab off John, please, before he goes from there. Yeah, my grandmother was Amelia from Leelacher. Oh, right. So she okay. was. Just up the road here. Yeah. Talk to me, though, about... Um, Greenway from my calling. I'm, yeah. I'm old enough and long enough uh, to remember the last attempt at this, which was an absolute flipping disaster, uh. and the council did hang its head in shame. Um, where are we with the Greenway from Galway to my calling? Well, well, it is happening, and it is going Slowly to happen. Now, Very slow, and far, obviously, far too slow. I mean, you know, it's uh, my Cullen Community Development Association, which I'm a member of, has always been very positive towards the Greenway. Um, we have a working group, the Connemara Greenway Alliance, that we formed. It's uh, a group of um, Pats involved in that as well, very much, um, of uh, local people who've really tried to promote the values of Greenways. Um, you know, and it is difficult because it's all people do all this work in their own time, mm. uh, and we expect really public representation to ensure that these things get done and get done in a timely manner. But mm. Greenways, as you know, have been reasonably controversial in, in the country. And I think it was the fact that there wasn't really proper planning laws uh, around greenways. So what is a greenway classified? Well, we know now since uh, the decision on the Kerry Greenway that, that greenways henceforth will be regarded as critical infrastructure and that changes the game somewhat. So does that then ease the planning process as it, a critical it structure it does? Yeah, it of course does, it does. Yeah, yeah. So then do you go for part eight then at that stage or do the councils go for part eight? Well it's up to the council what they do I guess on that. I think that it's it's um, from the council's perspective every they want to try and accommodate all the landowners whose yeah. lands and now you know, obviously some landowners might be upset about the idea of a greenway, but I'd say the vast majority of them are very pro it. And certainly people I talk to in in around my Cullen whose whose land it would go to are very pro the idea. It's very it's great for the it'd be great boost for the local economy. And is it going to come out the old um right of LA? That well 
one of the one of the fundamentals of, of a greenway is that it is accessible to everybody. So people who could walk, uh, people with disabilities, wheelchairs, and, and the great thing about the railways, they built the railways with a maximum gradient of about three three degrees. So that means it's it you know you're not going up it's, and down yeah. hills, um, and it's safe. Uh, so the principle is to use the um, guided by the route of the old Connemara Greenway, and that's 76 kilometres from uh, Galway City out to Clifton. Clifton, yeah. Uh, so based along that route, I mean, there's been the public consultation process uh, uh, went on back in um, July, um, and there were seven routes put forward. Now, really from the uh, Connemara Greenway uh, group, we only felt two of those were of the seven were really appropriate, met all the criteria mm. that's established for greenways uh, globally. So um, we're hoping that's due to come out very soon. The preferred route will be announced and uh, then there'll be a period of consultation with the landowners along that route. Uh, and we would hope that there'll be a submission, you know, maybe around this time next year. Uh, to Bull Planola for uh, planning. Let's hope that it works um, because I think communication was the big problem or lack of it uh, the last time people assumed they had been spoken to and they hadn't been. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus on that but I know enough about it. Uh, so at this stage, if it's done right, when, would you, when should we have that greenway? Well, I think if you think if, if, if the preferred route uh, goes before Bull Planola within a year, uh, then you'd be talking about you know another year another year uh, but it it wouldn't take long to build you know they're not the actual amazing thing about most of i've been walked lots of that uh greenway and parts of it are built further out you know obviously around down the hinge recess yeah, yeah. parts of the greenway already constructed and i guess when they built the railways years ago they did a good job you know the the, the uh, so there's no need to reinvent the wheel no no it's so if they use my, where, the, where they use the old railway line the uh, footings the coverts the, the the small bridges are all pretty intact but, but you'd be confident it will happen this time oh I think it's a hundred percent it's going to happen it's just obviously very slow for everybody but uh, you know I'm hoping I'll still be able to cycle a bike by the time they complete it when I'm older than you, will it, will it, will it, will it, will it happen in my lifetime? We'll, we'll get pushed along, maybe. <laughs> uh, stay with us if you don't mind. Let me go to Pat Collins. Pat, now you better tell me about all the crimes that your wife is involved in. Um, when did you when did you come to um, my Colin? When did I come? I'm, I'm looking at my wife there. I came to my Colin all the way from Newcastle in Galway City in 2010. You didn't. You didn't Thereabouts. When you said you brought him out here, I didn't think. I thought you said he came from Dublin or somewhere. No, God. So, you're, she so a townie comes to my colour. A townie, a townie. One yeah. of the many townies yeah, that come the short distance, short distance geographically, psychologically, massive difference. Massive difference. Massive Good news difference. is, though, according to uh, yesterday's kind of trivial, mm. you'll be a townie very shortly because true. my colour is coming back into mm. the city. So we'll both be. We'll both be townies again. Yeah. 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 yeah, and your involvement then within the um, obviously you're, you're helping the crew and crew you and you're part of the of the committee for the greenways as well. Yes, um, I suppose primarily I, I work in the university. Uh, I'm a geographer uh, by training, and um, perfect for the job. 
perfect for the job. Thank you. Um, no, I suppose one of the kind of key pieces of work and something of an overlap between uh, what's already been spoken about was um, a research project I carried out here in, in the village in 2019 called the Mycullen Village Plan. Um, this was funded by the Irish Research Council. So together with uh, some colleagues in the university, we came out to the village um, and really posited the idea for um, what you term people-powered planning. Yeah. Yeah. So our, our goal was to engage as much of the population as possible and put it to them what kind of village they would like to live in. Mm. This is kind of driven by parts, uh, other parts of my work where we're talking about key issues about agency, about who decides, who decides what goes where. Did, did, did all parties buy into it? Yeah, I mean, you know... Because you can do every study in the world in the University of Galway, but if the people don't buy into it, the powers that be don't buy into it. Well, I mean, there's two kind of parts to that. I mean, the powers that be locally bought into it as yeah. in you know really the, the the value in the plan was the fact that we got 800 people and the ideas of 800 people as to what kind of my column they That's want a to very see comprehensive it was very study. comprehensive you know i had i had good connections uh, good connections locally and and that helped but it spoke to the real kind of desire that people have you know for to answer the question what kind of place you want to live in. Yeah. You know, we don't get asked that question no. uh, often enough. And this was an opportunity to do that. And the second part to your question is, was there buy-in afterwards? Well, that still remains to, mm. to be seen. So where is that study? Where is that now? Well, that, that's it. I mean, this is, it's, it's, it's uh, on our website, michael2030.org. Um, um, but you've done the work. Like, we, 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 we've done the work. It's, it's the published. Work. I sent it out to, to notionally the powers that be in the form of um, the Minister for the Environment, um, County local Council. authorities, mm. um, uh, regional authorities, and, and county councils as well. So, you know, we were quite, I suppose, well, not necessarily fortuitous, but strategic, knowing that my column was due a local area plan right after we had published this plan. So, mm. you know, the idea would be, well, here is a plan, an idea of what the people of a place want that place to be. You can simply translate that into a local area. Absolutely. Well, let's keep an eye on it with us. Will you keep in contact with us? I absolutely. You told me about no crimes that Aideen was involved in, so I'm glad about that altogether. None that I'm willing to divulge <laughs> on air. No. Aideen Malloy, thank you for joining us. John Power, thank you for joining us. Pat Collins, uh, thank you for joining us. This wonderful Wildlands, was this part mm. of your study? Yeah, the Wildlands was just kicking off uh, at the time. Good but uh, really kind of part of this whole... You know, unique thing that's going on here in my column. You know, this idea of experienced tourism, and, mm. and, and and this is you know a fantastic, not just a fantastic community for the people of my column, but yeah. you know nationally and internationally. Good stuff. Um, let's take another break from here. It's uh, ten forty-two, and thanks again to uh, Pat, uh, to John Power, and to Aideen Malloy as well. And uh, John, thank you for everything you've done, and Aideen, thank you, and Pat as well. Quick commercial break. Ten forty-two. Back just after these. Galway Talks in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. 
Now, very good morning to you. Welcome into today's programme. It's 10.45. Let me go to uh, Dave O'Connell, who joins me with the City Tribune headlines now. Dave, morning to you. Morning, Keith. It's great to hear you can do this in your pyjamas. It's so close to home for you. <laughs> it is, but you wouldn't be wearing pyjamas today, I'll tell you. Listen, uh, Galway's <laughs> set for a deep clean before the start of the summer season. Is it true that you're out yourself with the Wellingtons and the power washer? <laughs> that would be a sight for sore eyes. No, it's actually, it, 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 it is what it says. It's a spring clean. Uh, begins next week in advance of St. Patrick's Day and uh, the parade. Although, to be honest, I would have thought the day after might uh, represent a bigger task, but the council is uh, is commencing this uh, trial deep clean uh, of the streets it has uh, since Wednesday, uh, targeting high traffic areas on Williamsgate Street, Shop Street, Abbeygate Street, High Street, Key Street. Um, and according to the council, this involves a tractor and a tanker soaking the streets with water alongside a bio-friendly degreaser to remove all of the dirt and the grease and the grime uh, when it's brushed by the road sweepers who do a fantastic job all of the time. So Galway is quite literally uh, cleaning up and that's on the front today. Good stuff. And uh, the city council is also uh, shelling out for additional car parking spaces at the new Crown headquarters. Yeah, because they uh, need 200 spaces instead of the 100 they'd originally paid for, and that means an extra 3.5 million euros of an outlay. Uh, they're also renting another 50 spaces for 50 grand a year, but I suppose that's uh, not a lot when the overall bill is 44.5 million. So that's the story on, on page three. And uh, the new pedestrian bridge at the Salmon Weir isn't even open, but they're getting close to it. But we might have another one yeah. on the way as well. Yeah, uh, this one, uh, you were talking about the, 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 the rail line, the old uh, Clifton rail line. Well, this would be, the uh, in connection with the Greenway, this would be a pedestrian, pedestrian and cycling bridge on the railway, Clifton Railway Bridge, which has been, well, it's over two decades in, in the making or as a proposal, but it's now taken a, a step closer to completion. Uh, there was a city council meeting on Monday told that a preferred option had been selected uh, for the project which would be installed on the piers that were last traversed by trains in the 1930s. Everyone that has been in Galway and, and looked this direction knows the piers we're talking about um, but you'll see that it actually it would look fantastic. It's on page 4 uh, of today's paper uh, and the good news is that there's 5.5 million already in the kitty towards this from the Urban Regeneration and Development Fund so it may just happen. And finally what else have you got for us Dave in today's uh, City Tribune? Uh, loads in there. Um, sport we've dealt with already uh, in, t in terms of yesterday's paper, but Galway United looking to continue their unbeaten start um, uh, when they play, play Kerry this weekend. Loads of photographs. Uh, Collage the World of War, her musical. I still can't get used to seeing girls in St. Mary's. Uh, also uh, from Music for Galway, uh, Marguerite McCartan's packed book launch in Charlie Burns last weekend and the annual uh, Cathedral Novena as well. And I'll just mention one more because it's going down really well. Willie Henry is continuing uh, his history of Bohemore this third week of it, and as I say, uh, proving to be extremely popular, and sure, why wouldn't it be? All right, listen, have a good weekend. Dave O'Connell joining us there from the uh, Connacht Tribune with the City Tribune headlines. I'm joined by two people in the studio. Now, our host for the day uh, is Faye here at Wildlands. And uh, Faye, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, Keith. How are you doing? Thanks for joining us uh, today. Welcome. It's been a nearly morning for all of you. 
Um, we were here last week just to walk you around. There's a huge investment going in here. Yeah, yeah, there is. But um, we're starting to, I suppose, reap the rewards now that COVID has passed and people back in the park and yeah COVID came at the wrong time unfortunately really it, didn't but you, you got through it exactly but you've, we're like we're in we're in this beautiful location and in, we're inside today but we're in the kids section here and it's done to the nth degree you've you've thought you've left nothing out yeah i feel like the on bali is the jewel in the crown here at wildlands um handcrafted by local tradesmen Matty donahue um marco donahue and it really is i kind of feel like a showpiece of the offering we have here it is. I've been on the set of um, Coronation Street and EastEnders. It's, I feel like if I'm on the set of, of one of those soaps because it's so beautifully done. I know, I know. I like to work from here when there's <laughs> no one around. It's a beautiful setting and the kids are loving it. And it's all, it's, it's for children. It's low. The, That's right. Even the garden benches are low. The fencing is low. The lighting is low. That's it's, right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And um, our architect who we work with closely, Peter Bradfield and Oren Moore was another key person involved in the design of this village and we feel that he really brought it to life. How would you summarise what Wildlands is? Because it's, it's more than just a location um, for hijinks and that. That's right, yeah. yeah. I suppose we feel like we have something for everyone of all ages here at Wildlands and our mission is to try and get people back into nature, um, out into discovering the wild and having some great times together while they're here. And um, I guess, you know, it was a shaky enough start, but certainly in the last 12 months, um, you know, the, the mission and the dream for the place is really starting to take hold. It has, but I mean, you've got the restaurant here, which are open, is yeah. it, what are you, Tuesday to? Thursday to Sunday Thursday at the moment, Sunday. and during school holidays, bank holidays, and all summer, it'll be full-time operation. But in addition to that, you've brought uh, lodges here. Yeah. And again, they're not prefabricated lodges. They were built by local tradespeople. Exactly. And again, I suppose one of the key kind of... Um, um, objectives office here is to support local we're supported by locals and locals have supported us and I'll be, whether it's from the tradesmen to our team who are predominantly local there's a huge skilled work uh, force here in my column and I think that the self-catering cabins that we've just recently launched again kind of showpiece that 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 um yeah. that skill set that's here in my column it really is. I know your your dad and yeah, Dom put a, yeah. put, a, put, a, put a lot into this. It did indeed, yeah. But you also have another business, which is not too far from this, That's but right. it's in the heart of Connemara. That's it, yeah. Delphi Resort in Lanan, yeah. And Delphi would be um, just reopened now again after the winter last weekend. And um, I suppose that's where the kind of vision for Wildlands would have originated, The seeing the... But it took gap. great vision. This was a green field. It was, yeah, yeah. And I would say my father was the key visionary here from the beginning, along with my brother, David. And uh, I suppose... There, it's a beautiful green field <laughs> overlooking Ballyquirk Lock, and really at the gateway it's to Connemara. Stunning. Once you come down, once you come in off the road and you come down, it's it's just stunning. yeah, it is, it is indeed. Stay with me yeah. if you don't mind. Sure, um, yeah. I want to go to Hazel Hopkins. Who you've got toy counter? Is that in on Foron, isn't it? Yeah. So um, as Hazel McCarthy, I did get married, and um, but the Hopkins probably comes from that's uh, where I learned my trade. Um, my I grew it's, up working in my um, family shop in the 
east of the country in Wicklow Town, Hopkins Toy Masters. So that's where I cut my teeth, I suppose, and I learned the, the toy trade. And uh, so when I moved west... Just don't west, tell your husband I changed your name to McCarthy, <laughs> to Hopkins, from McCarthy to Hopkins, but go on. But Sorry, it's all good. Uh, it happens quite often. Um, but I, um, I just, I knew what I'd grown up with. And then when I moved west, uh, my husband has 13 nieces and nephews and we were going into the city every time or having to order online every time there was a birthday and I just was like I really feel like I can provide something here that's missing on the west side not just in my Cullen which has been just the most amazing supportive uh, community to bring my vision for for the store uh, to life and just so welcoming so supportive um, I do feel very honoured to be part of um, the community as a whole and then also as part of the, the business community there So you're right beside Evergreen then? I am right beside Evergreens, which have been amazing neighbours. Like when I was, uh, I was uh, we are open um, at the moment Thursday to Saturday um, in these kind of more quiet times of the, month, of the year. We'll be into seven days before we know it, so we'll take the time while we can. And they're amazing neighbours. They help me take in deliveries. Um, and they are just um, really, uh, it, it's a, amazing to have such a, a an established Galway based um, business um, right next door to look to as I do really look to them as um, a, a real inspiration as mm. to what, what you can are. do for a retail business um, in the county um, and then on the other side is my sister so my sister runs um, Wildway Strength and Function just in which we share a wall <laughs> so it's amazing that those uh, that wall is still standing we haven't, so <laughs> we haven't then, broken it down so between us yet so then we, are we adopting people from Wicklow I know yeah it is it's just such an enticing place, you see. So, um, but yeah, so that's business good. Um, a business is good. I would say, you know, I created Toy Corner, maybe not in the most business savvy sense. I just really felt like more, it's my own personal form of advocacy, I would say, um, because it's what I feel is really needed in communities. Like we have so much available to us online, the ubiquity of what's available online. Um, and uh, in big box stores and I just feel then when retail is taken out of local communities um, what do we lose then mm. um, and I wanted to be able to put that back in um, it creates a meeting place and um, for, for people to meet informally and all of that is part of community building um, and, and the appreciation that is there from customers both in store and online which Good. was never planned <laughs> from the start but Good. we're online at toycorner.ie now thanks to COVID <laughs> Toy, toycorner.ie now um, back to you Faye this one I mean um, I promise you we'll leave the place as we found it. Um, <laughs> the Garda station and the cell here. I know it's very tempting, isn't it? Yeah. No, the cell is not very tempting, but I mean, Cafe de Paris. What about the, the hair right salon over there behind no, John has been in there already. He's, uh, tried, yeah. he's, yeah, he's been playing with the cash registers in there. It's very unique and our booking's good for you, finally. Yeah, they are, actually. We're very busy at the weekends and we're heading now into school group um, tour bookings now from April onward. We had a brilliant Christmas event here, which was a big success. And uh, we're kind of, uh, yeah, as Hazel mentioned, is heading now from quieter times into the busier time of year which we are really welcoming and looking forward to I think it really is a hidden gem oh thanks Keith it really yeah. is I mean I've, I've come down and we had dinner here a few year, a few months ago maybe a year ago over a year ago year and a half ago but it was dark you didn't see it but when you came when John and I came in last week uh, just to see it last Friday it really is just it kind of bounces out of the ground yeah. and with the new motorway you can see it that's right so yeah it really is yeah it will actually be a quite a positive thing Good. for us we'll be, we'll be seen for Good. yeah so, first time <laughs> so we'll, we'll video it later on but you Faye and John are going to do the high wire later on so you are we are <laughs> 
Well, I have sure as hell I'm not, I couldn't stand on top of the table. <laughs> Listen, thanks for joining us, Safi, today in regards to much. all the family and Thank to your you. dad, uh, Tim, and all the rest of the crew. And uh, Hazel McCarthy, behave yourself. <laughs> or, or don't if you're given half a chance. And your sister next door to you, just a wall between you. Listen, um, we're coming to you live from Wildlands right through until 12 midday today. Yet to come, um, Brian Mulkerns will be joining us. Rory Monaghan will be joining us. Um, John is going to look after the Irish lot. He's Tom Duffy and Andrea Nithirishk uh, joining. And then we have some music uh, from uh, Kyoltis and Mary Regan, RTE political correspondent uh, of this very parish, joins us as well. That and more to come. Stay tuned. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you.